Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Adam and Eve. Are you looking to pick up a few items or feats to level up your erotic gameplay? Look no further than adamandeve.com. Toys, lingerie, candles, romance kits. Adam and Eve has it all and is offering 50% off just about any item. Plus free shipping, which includes rush processing. That's 50% off one item, free shipping with free rush processing. Adult games, remote controlled pleasure enhancers. They even have a questionnaire called the Vibrator wizard which helps you determine your perfect vibe if you know what i mean so go to adamandeve.com and select any one item just enter offer code papa at checkout that's papa p-a-w-p-a-w at adamandeve.com this offer is exclusive to this podcast so be sure to use the code papa to get your discount 100 free shipping and get it fast with rush processing code papa goodbye sweeties this is a headgum podcast. Welcome to Dungeon Court, everybody. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. I'm doing this short rest thing. <laughs> I'm out of my mind right now. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know what? This is a holiday session. This oh, is a holiday session. It's December. Yeah. We're going to be so casual. We're loosening things Ooh. up. There's a giant bonfire in the center of the courtroom. It's very unsafe. Yeah, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be mean this time. We're gonna be super nice to everyone. We're not <laughs> well, gonna make fun of anyone. Well, Santa can be really mean. Oh, that's true. The man dishes out cold. That's true. Yeah. Which actually, if you think back, like, is isn't it an energy source? True. Yeah. Yeah. People <laughs> probably love getting cold. <laughs> yeah. I bet yeah. old timey dads were like telling their kids, "You guys better be naughty because <laughs> I gotta keep this house warm." <laughs> <laughs> this is great Christmas material. All right. Uh, we are your... Sub- and you, you guys know Rudolph? You know that reindeer? <laughs> you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen? <laughs> Goblin and Cupid? Oh, don't get me started. Uh, we are your Supreme Court Justices, Murphy, Axford, Tanner, and joined, of course, by the lowly bailiff, Jake. Whoa. Low, 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 it's fun. It's it's an honorific now. This is too much. I'm off. I'm out. I'm out. I'm in. I'm wow. still in. I'm out. <laughs> That's good. Murph is naughty and Emily's nice. This is perfect. <laughs> Representing the two dual states of Christmas. Well, you know, our house needs to make sure we get some coal. True. True. <laughs> I do. That coal furnace is so noisy when we record. I don't know why you have that thing. It's so dangerous. Go on. <laughs> and with that, let me say, hear ye, hear ye. Crit is now in session. The Honorable Supreme Critmas Justices, Axford Murphy. Oh, Ooh. my God. I didn't even know you were going to make it a holiday theme. And Tanner presiding. Why are you so excited? <laughs> Neither did I. I didn't know until really? just now. But we do have a holiday-themed question, so okay. I'll kick God. it off with that. Uh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Naughty! Look, I'm the Grinch. I'm the Grinch. <laughs> it's true. You, every friend group needs one Grinch, and we're just simple who's. Uh, and you know what? You're going to carve the roast beef for us, and I can't wait for that moment. I'm the Supreme Grinch. <laughs> Murph is going to save Christmas. You guys just wait. <laughs> okay, Skyfed writes, May it please the most highly esteemed justices of the crit, and also Joe, close but wrong, I present the case of the stolen spirit of Christmas. AKA Christmas. Whoa, okay. okay. Sounds all right to me. <laughs> for my first ever time playing D&D, my best friend's older brother DMs for me, my friend, and her boyfriend in a Christmas one-shot. We, as holiday-related characters, were tasked with killing an evil Santa who had taken over the North Pole. After sneaking through the elf village and getting some info, we arrived and fought the evil Santa, me, Belschnickel. Is that a Christmas person? Belschnickel, that sounds, yeah, that, that okay. sounds Christmas adjacent. I can look it up. I mean, if it isn't, it's a really good Christmas themed name. <laughs> bell Schnickel. He's covered in bells and he leaves snickerdoodles under your pillow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's Dwight dresses up as him from the office. It's uh, it's a crotchety fur clad Christmas gift bringer in folklore. Okay. Oh, this is a this is a good old fashioned Dunder Mifflin reference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. D- Dunder either. Mifflin. <laughs> Dwight references this character. Right. Caldwell did it did it dirty by saying it was Dwight. <laughs> it's it's originally something else. Office themed one shot. Go on. Well, it's, not. It's, still, it's still a good Christmas theme name. No, Dwight d- dresses as this old figure, right? Is I'm that doing not a true? Grinch bit, dude? I keep up. 
I think okay. the Grinch is actually on the right point here, which is that they, you know, Dwight popularized uh, Belschnickel for the, the American masses. Dwight made it happen. So the, the one shot consists of me, Belschnickel, a.k.a. Dwight, my friend, the Grinch, a.k.a. AKA Murph, AKA me. and my yeah. friend's boyfriend, Frosty the Snowman, I guess we can say a.k.a. Olaf. Oh, yeah. That's perfect, yeah. We succeeded in our mission after taking decent damage, but in the sweet afterglow of our victory, our DM narrated that the spirit of Christmas was now on the loose and needed to inhabit one of us, thereby turning the session into PvP. We were given a chance to compete for the spirit. Only me and my friend chose to fight one another, with her boyfriend choosing to hide away in his hat of holding, which is Frosty's top hat for you guys. Oh, that's great. Mm. I'm not prepared to weigh in on anything. I just think this is cute and fun. (laughs) I am enjoying this. By the holiday cheer. Well, as soon as Frosty (laughs) takes off his hat to go inside it, he should die. (laughs) If we're going by Frosty Lord. die, Murph. Murph, you're going into Grinch overload. (laughs) Yeah, Murph, we don't need that. Your heart is getting too small. (laughs) Get this man some coal. Okay, so what followed was a grueling back and forth that I barely won with 11 HP remaining. As I went to claim the spirit, my friend's boyfriend popped out of his hat and declared that he wished to compete as well, and the DM allowed it. I thought this was absurd, but given that it was my first session and my friend's boyfriend, I didn't want to complain. However, he then proceeded to eldritch blast my Belschnickel ass and killed me in one round, claiming the spirit (laughs) of Christmas for himself. That was the end of our one shot, and I'm not going to lie, it fell kind of flat. Okay, so this is like Jim the Snowman behavior. He kind of came in and pranked Dwight at the last minute. Pretty good. Okay, I have to say, I don't actually, I haven't seen The Office, so I can't. He's talking about Jim. We're not enjoying this? Okay, we're going to pass on this? I don't know if the question submitter had seen the office either caldwell's hats frosty hats on hats on hats and i know that there's a um a couple okay go on (laughs) okay well they they conclude it felt more impish than admirable at the time was i within my rights to have protested the dm's ruling in my first ever session rather than just let this happen i think that your friend's boyfriend is fucking dishonorable (laughs) right but that's the that's what they were going for i mean isn't that like an actual strategy in like a fighting tournament to hide just to be like oh i'm gonna hide and let them take care of it themselves and then i'll pop in in the last moment yeah do you that absolutely in pro can but yeah. you have yeah. to also be that person for the rest of your life i would say well the thing about frosty the snowman and he was is he was just born so like he doesn't have a, a strong sense of right and wrong you've lost me. so like maybe he thought that really? this was honorable he just didn't know yeah right is this a case of this is what my character would do <laughs> Frosty is a, is a cowardly snowman, an opportunistic coward. It sounds like it's just a fun one shot. I really feel like, I mean, you guys were playing such ridiculous characters already. It's the PvP. second PvP yeah. gets in there, yeah. like, I think everyone, if there's, if it's there's just three, a this is, al- this yeah. is allowed to happen in PvP. Yeah, if there's yeah. three people fighting yeah. and it's it sounds like they're a warlock, but like, I don't know, if you were a rogue or something, you'd probably just hide the whole time and let the other people fight it out. My only issue with this is if it was like, 11.30 p.m. and everyone's like, okay, great session, time to wrap it up. And then this guy climbs out of his hat and then you're there until like one in the morning and everyone's <laughs> like, I'm a little tired now, actually. Yeah, that would be a read the room situation. But uh-huh. I mean, like, I do think that Frosty the Snowman is fucking dishonorable, but I also can't. Oh, yeah, I, an I, absolute snake. I do think that the session was set up for people to p- possibly yeah. behave dishonorably. Yeah. We know you think that about Frosty the Snowman, but you're, you think that about the session as well? No, no, no. I think the session sounds really fun. Okay, right. <laughs> but I think it was set up for dishonorable characters to behave dishonorably. Yeah, you were going to fight at the end. Once you introduce the PvP. You were going to fight yeah. at the end anyway. And the thing about Frosty the Snowman is that he, the hat was a from a craven magician so you have to imagine that like Was some it? of that personality is going to seep in if you're going by the Rankin bass lore that is of course okay i mean i'm i'm in so maybe it was a case of this is what my character would do yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is what Frosty would do. I think this this is like early days Frosty. He hasn't had like his character turn where he realizes like he should be holly jolly and be like a, a symbol of the season. You know what's an interesting interesting query about this? It's this player's first time and they're saying, was I within my rights to like, you know, question my DM? And they decided not to. They decided to just let this happen. But mm-hmm. if they had questioned their DM, they might have gotten this answer. Like this is allowed and like he's, yeah, you know, Frosty's yeah. being cheeky. That was like, <laughs> like a, 
a ca- it was a cowardly strategy. Yeah, it was a cowardly strategy, but it was. But it was a strategy. It was a strategy. Craven Snowman aside, I think it's a valid strategy. Yeah, it's nasty. <laughs> it's dirty. It's dishonorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, this is a frosty that's got some like dog shit rolled into his snowball. Yeah, for sure. this is like what I expect, honestly, of Frosty the Snowman. Right? When someone's two eyes are made out of coal, like cold, uncaring coal. That's naughty right there. Who do you think <laughs> gave him that coal? Fucking Santa yeah. Claus. Frosty the Snowman is dirty. Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> He's is nasty. Nasty. Fro- yeah. He's cheeky. He's tricky. He's he is tricky. cheeky. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a corn cob pipe. He's smoking in front of children. This yeah. dude is an absolute fiend. Yeah, come on, dude. But it was from a time when children smoked pipes. <laughs> True. Right. We yeah. have to give him that. We have to construe that. He's from a different time. Children were smoking pipes. Then. Everyone had pipes then. <laughs> yeah, but as long as they were smoking children's grade tobacco, it was fine. <laughs> okay, so I have a question. What do you guys think are the ramifications of the spirit of Christmas inhabiting someone so dishonorable well it sounds it sounded like it was going to be uh, the spirit of christmas made santa bad it sounds like and then it also was making everyone fight each other so even if this person had won they'd be someone who just murdered their friend for it yeah so it was always going to be bad the person writing's question is was i wrong to question my dm i feel like you're allowed to privately be like Okay, this is actually, I felt like we had wrapped it up and now it's going overboard. But also, mm-hmm. you know, you also have to have patience because the DM sometimes gets shit thrown in their face. They're like, all right, well, I guess I have to allow it. Yeah, this also seems like a great jumping off point for a follow-up one-shot, which is kind of like a dark Olaf thing where like Olaf has got like the power of darkness within him and he's kind of this like frosty ice king figure now and you all have to defeat him. Seems like he got some fertile ground. Do you think in our lifetimes we'll see uh, Grim Olaf? No, that would be cool. I'd also, I would enjoy like uh, a twist ending to the Grinch, where like this this beast stole Christmas, and then everybody just kind of like goes off and kills him. <laughs> you you robbed the whole entire town. You ruined Christmas. You're in jail now. <laughs> they don't give him the opportunity to regret it. You're right, Ron Howard. I want to see an alternate ending to the Grinch where he gets beheaded. Yeah, make it <laughs> we need justice for the Grinch. <laughs> Justice. justice for Whoville. <laughs> Who will bring the Grinch justice? Yeah. yeah. And I also, you know, I, I have to go, you know, I, I use pro wrestling a lot for precedence and, and stuff in mm-hmm. or, or press presence is for mm. the uh, <laughs> nice. very good. Yeah, yeah, thank you so good. much, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, but we, we do have to uh, call on uh, the ruling of Royal Rumble 1995 when okay. um, uh-huh. Shawn Michaels was thrown over the ropes uh, as Whoa. the uh, last person to be quote unquote eliminated, but only one foot touched the ground. So while the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith was celebrating and his music was playing, Shawn Michaels came out of nowhere and pushed him over the top and then won. Very dishonorable. Not nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But guess who got the title shot at WrestleMania 11? Yeah. 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 Shawn Michaels. The guy you said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's within the rules. I mean, I guess we haven't actually looked at Frosty the Snowman going into the bat, the hat of holding. That checks out to me, right? I think so. I have Frosty's stat sheet here. I can send <laughs> yeah. you. You underestimated okay. Frosty is the problem. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, okay. yeah. never underestimate the snowman. Do we have to punt? Do we have to sentence this person of who course. wrote into us? Of course. You know <laughs> yeah. what? I think I'm going to sentence you to play more D&D. Because it feels like you were maybe expecting something more honorable from a silly one shot. Mm. Oh, interesting. Right? What if they have yeah. to go to a Christmas party dressed as Dwight, dressed as Belschnickel? <laughs> yes, that's good. That's good. And you have to keep explaining it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Dwight and I'm Belschnickel. I guess you can choose that or or play more D&D. No, I think the Dwight thing is good. And you should bring, and you should go to like a gift exchange with the office season like one of the later ones, let's say like season eight or something. The like one that. where the season couple season. got oh. together, right? Where, yeah. yeah, where Michael Scott leaves. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Post Michael Scott uh, DVD <laughs> case uh, and mm-hmm. give out individual DVDs. So like yeah. individually wrapped as one, oh my God. individually wrapped as two. <laughs> Wait, loose disc, loose disc. You're taking them out of the box That's and you're handing them so out to people. Fun. <laughs> 
This is, I like this idea. You just like leave these on a plate. This is like what you bring. It's like a potluck and you just yeah. play yeah. for the DVD. office on DVD. Oh, they would make good Christmas ornaments. Little DVD Christmas <laughs> Give a DVD, ornaments. Take, take a DVD. Yeah. We could also do kind of like a, a new like new holiday tradition that is like uh -huh. Halloween, but instead of candy, it's DVDs. Yes. Oh, actually, right. actually great. Yeah, so it's like trick or treating, but you ring someone's doorbell and you say, uh, DVD for DVD, me. DVD. <laughs> <laughs> DVD for me, VD. Yeah, and then you do that till you get arrested. But don't worry, we will we will bail you out. You're not allowed to explain yourself. <laughs> if you went over to someone's house and they said, "Oh, do you want to like watch something?" and you're like, "Yeah," and you sit down, and then they just take out a loose tray of DVDs. <laughs> Oh my god! A fucking just a bowl sheet of DVDs. Do you leave right there immediately, or do you stick? I stick it out I for, for sure. sure stick I definitely around. am like I want to see. more I'm gonna of look your at the house. titles before I leave. I'm, yeah. I'm rooting through this DVD tray. I want to see what they got. Because <laughs> physical media is becoming a lost art. I'm like, if they've got this many DVDs, it doesn't matter how they're storing them. They are preserving the great history of film, and I must support it. It's true. Okay. I had to buy an over the garden wall DVD. Because they're taking it off uh, <laughs> max, whatever they're calling it now. <laughs> More yeah. like minimum. Thanks. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That was oh so grinchy. Savagery. Sorry. I'm kind of a roast comic now that I'm the Grinch. <laughs> now that you're the Grinch. Now that I'm the Grinch, I'm kind of a roast comic. <laughs> now that you're Amazing. soliciting coals. <laughs> we have to move on. <laughs> we're, all right. We're moving on. Uh, our next case comes from Matthew G. To the juicy booty justices and the flat, mm, okay. but I would still tap that bailiff Jake. <laughs> I bring to the court That's the case. Good. Yeah. That's within the spirit of things. I also like the inclusivity. Yeah. I love being somebody's backup. Like, okay, fine. Uh, I bring to you the case of the disruptive dogs. I recently started a campaign with some friends from high school. We're all oh. now in our mid-20s. Most of us are fairly new to D&D, &D, but our DM has been playing for a long time. Our DM has been incredibly accommodating for all of us new players. He has provided hand-painted minis of each of our characters. Oh. Oh. He hosts games at his house, and he frequently provides home-cooked meals. Wow. This has holiday oh. cheer, despite not being a holiday-themed one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Despite how hospitable he has been, I still have an issue with his home. Actually, two issues. Our DM has two beautiful dogs, but they are incredibly disruptive when we play. They release okay, yeah. truly stomach-curdling farts. Oh, they get into God. spontaneous fights that bump the table that we play at, and they aggressively <laughs> hump me whenever I sit down. Whoa. <laughs> well, okay. You know. Okay. This is. I know the situation exactly because these these are my brother's dogs. He has two like massive golden retrievers, and they're so sweet and so fun. But like every once in a while, they will just decide like, yep. We're going to hump each other in the middle of the room. <laughs> uh, I've gently suggested that we play at someone else's house, but the DM insists on hosting. I feel awful complaining when our DM has been so accommodating, but I truly don't think I can withstand another multi-hour humping while I try to roleplay a dramatic moment <laughs> for my character. You gotta, yeah. This DM's got to control their dogs, right? <laughs> uh, I listen to this and I'm like, I think you got to take your what? I think you got to take your lumps and your humps. <laughs> take your you got to take your humps. <laughs> what if? Okay, you could go and hang out with like um, another alpha dog or something. You know? Oh, scare oh, them! Okay. Show up Cover smelling. yourself in wolf urine. Yeah, mm, there it is. That's a Dwight Schrute idea. Is what that is? <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, I actually feel like we solved it. I think that we solved what? it. What? Yeah. yeah, I feel like this cover is yourself like in wolf one pee? and done. Cover yourself. No, in I need wolf to. Urine. This. Yeah. This wolf player, actually does work. <sighs> these dogs are out of control. All right, not to be a Grinch, but these dogs are out of control. I know that. They're out of control, but this person is making food, painting minis. I know, but they are putting so much heart into this that I think when a dog is really dedicated to humping you, it's really know, annoying. I it's know. really yeah. like I definitely could not concentrate on yeah. playing a game. <laughs> yeah. No. No, that I mean it's completely I my feel for you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that time that Harriet, my dog, was like humping your head because yeah. you had some sort of like weird hair product in it and she just like she yeah, climbed hair up gel. on the couch and started humping your head? It was that weird thing you put it was in your hair it was your you fault put that attracts dogs to hump okay. your head it was axe it was axe hair gel i wasn't going to call you out on it but it yeah. was like some weird, weird brand thing. of axe hair gel that you would put in and you got the it the pheromones like were too strong it's axe okay we all know what happens when you wear axe <laughs> 
<laughs> it was full of wolf pheromones. Dude. As someone who tried to hang out with Caldwell and was mercilessly humped the whole time, I can say this is fucking annoying. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I totally feel for you. Here's the thing. I totally yeah. feel for you. I just don't know... It's just I also feel for your DM, and right. I also like am not a disciplinarian. <laughs> I feel like this person has to just be kind of like taking the humps and the lumps and just what? Be like, uh, uh. I'm I'm saying they need to be more vocal as it's okay. happening. You have to start okay. laughing okay. really hard because the dog humping you is only disrupting you. You need to do something that disrupts the whole entire. No, table. it's really <laughs> distracting for everyone, and it's so yeah. if you laugh, the dog the dog will just get pumped. The dog will just get That's excited. That's true. Everyone will get excited, and then the dogs get into more of a frenzy. Yeah, right, yeah. Dogs are very performative this way. If if they <sighs> sense that they're getting praised, yeah. then they're just gonna hump all night. Okay, Jake and Caldwell, you both have dogs. What are the right. moves to? Oh God, I feel evil even saying this. What are the moves to intimidate a dog? Be beside wolf urine because they're already gonna be doing that. Like, is there like a posturing in one's chest? Is there? Can you show your fangs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you uh, you have to be the dominant beast. I get down yeah. on all fours and I bark at Dingo fairly. <laughs> and I chase him around my backyard and that's the only way I've ever gotten him to respect me. Could you just put him in the bedroom? Yeah. Okay, yeah. wait, I have I have a, another solution that doesn't involve wolf urine unless you wanted to. Um, mm -hmm. You just have to try to make your house the D&D &D house. And right. that's going to be a lot of work. Well, this is not. You're going to have to show D, up. This is not D and D advice. This is D and D court, and this DM right. has wronged this player. Yeah. Okay. Wait, but I, I do have. I've got two pieces of advice. Uh, one is off of Emily's because I feel like she's correct. You yeah. have to yeah. out host this DM. Yeah. So you're showing up with deviled eggs. Yeah. You're showing up <laughs> with <laughs> stuff that you no, cooked. <laughs> Don't have deviled eggs that will linger over the course of like a six-hour session. <laughs> I don't know why I said deviled eggs. I literally you couldn't think like of another order. You 1950s hosting where they're like jello molds yeah. and deviled eggs. Okay, so you show up with mutton, okay? You show up with your... All right. I think what you got to do is like you have to do a one-shot and invite everyone over for that and like really go all out. And then like, that's how you start planting the seed that your house, which is right. dog hump free is going to be like the future D and D or, spot. Or you host that one shot and you, you know, the DM arrives and you have 19 dogs who are all super <laughs> horny. And then you're like, see how distracting it can be. Uh -huh. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Go to a shelter, find the horniest dogs. <laughs> But I think also if you you don't even have to run a one shot. I think if you're just like, hey, guys, I really want to try out this cake recipe and then this like <laughs> slow cooked short rib recipe. Um, and I, so I want to be like, really want to cook for you guys. I, so can I host one episode? I one session? Come on over. That's a great idea. The other possible thought is you seem a little too into it when the dogs hump. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I think wow. that. So I think, wow, there I think they go. all of these are good enough that you should do them all. <laughs> Cover yourself in wolf urine. Act like a bird when their dogs hump you. <laughs> Make deviled eggs. <laughs> but the most it's mostly deviled egg based. <laughs> the most important thing is that we're on your side, I think. Or at least I am. <sighs> I also have one more suggestion, and it's a bully <laughs> stick. You bring a really tough treat for the dog to eat. They will take. Oh they'll, yeah, they'll oh, work on a dog treat on like a on mm -hmm. a big ass dog bone yeah. for like an hour. I, I do that with uh, my dog when we're having company. He gets too excited. I'll just give him a treat, and he ignores everybody. That's I think, yeah, really you just put good. him in the bedroom with a bully stick. That's a pretty solid solution. Just don't do one of those cheese sticks because I uh, my friend's dog went through one of those like Whole Foods cheese sticks dog cheese sticks in like uh -huh. one hour and then it was the fart problem that you're talking about uh, it was well the cheese insane. sticks obviously you're going to want to present those next to the deviled eggs as part of your hors d'oeuvre <laughs> right but emily makes a great point which is that it's not it wasn't purely dog humping that was the issue there was also the farts and the fighting <laughs> between the dogs farts, but yeah. i do think so working were... on some kind of working on some kind of dog tree is going to get them away okay actually mm. this is this is just a good simple step yeah, a yeah. good step, and we'll punish the DM because yeah. they we'll are. Punish the DM. I, well, I don't think this is your problem solved. They have to yeah. go to hospitality school. Do you want to send them to hospitality yes. school? <laughs> yes, this person needs to go to dog training. Yeah, they have to be a concierge at a hotel <laughs> for a year.
<laughs> at a yeah. dog hotel. Oh, yeah. a doggy daycare. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Or the or the pet mm-hmm. hotel from Babe Two Pig in the City. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Let's not even go there. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually great. We should just send the dogs to the dog hotel so that they can fuck and get it out of the way. They'll be in so much danger. So many dogs are in danger in that movie. Oh, okay. Well, we'll send them to a better dog okay. hotel. Well, well that's like this DM needs to go work at the scary hotel oh, from Babe Two Pig in the City. City and make it safe so that it is just a beautiful movie with no conflict. Yeah. That's what I would like to watch, actually. Okay. It's good. a scared straight situation. They go to this pet hotel, they open their own hotel. Okay, open a dog hotel. We, we've solved it. So ordered. Joey S. writes, May it please the court, I would present to you the case of the genie. Oh. I was DMing a campaign for a group of friends. We've been playing together for years. And I ended a session with them getting the ability to make one wish each from a genie. I warned them outside of the game that they needed to be very careful with how they worded their wish, as genies mm. in this world are notorious for screwing with people. Okay. They would grant the wish, but would look for any loophole to screw with the party. Okay, so it's it's the monkey's paw style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wish one. The party needed a dragon egg for a ritual, but the dragons were all extinct, so the genie sent a party member back in time to an egg and left him there. Got him. With wish two. They yeah. asked for the party member and the egg to be returned to them, so he took them to the tomb of the party member who went back, back in time and protected the egg. Damn, got him twice. Wish three. <laughs> they asked that the party member be resurrected. So I rolled on the resurrection table and changed their ancestry accordingly. The other two players thought it was hilarious and loved that I was messing with them. The third player who died and came back got so mad that he quit playing and it ended the campaign <laughs> that session as we only had Whoa. three players. Was I wrong to screw with them even though they had a warning and two weeks to prepare the wishes? Or was this player out of line in their reaction? I think hmm. that I actually think that two and three took some liberties. I think number one, yeah, the first number one, one was was like a was genie messing pot. with the wording. But I think yeah. two and three weren't really based on the wording. They were kind of just like, okay, a genie's gonna give you what you want, but not really. Right. So uh, I could see that. Yeah, return them to you. Yeah, and then just taking you to their grave. That's not return. But I think that you you could have like given them the bones, but then I think. I wish for them to come whatever the reincarnate one was. I think that that, w- that was some creative license from the genie. I agree that it was suspect, but then you look at the outcome. This person does come back with a new ancestry. Yeah. And they have mm-hmm. the egg that they wished for. Right. True. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. So it's like, it, you, it is fun consequences, right? Right. You didn't fuck them over that hard. Yeah, you really didn't. You kind of, d- I mean... Not that well, they missed out on two other wishes, basically. Right, but it's also <laughs> it's it's not to, not to say that it wasn't you know fair or whatever, but it's like I don't know if Hard One was a gnome the whole time, I don't know that Jake would be thrilled at that. No, I wouldn't be. Like if there's no, <laughs> you do have like no, ideas. No, for no Justice character. Murphy, I would be upset. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> that would have been like if it was like if it was like thirty episodes in, Hard One just becomes a gnome because we poorly word a wish. Right, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we don't finish campaign one. Maybe the podcast doesn't continue. Maybe I walk away. It is true. I feel like you would have chosen to stay dead, is what would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think like when you're you make your character or whatever, people put a lot of care into it or whatnot. Yeah. So I do think it is, you know, I don't know. I feel like if I was sitting there being like, I'm making this uh, genie like kind of screw you guys over or something. Mm-hmm. If I see Jake sitting there like seething, then I'm not going to keep going. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that maybe you did something that is like a fun idea, but maybe wasn't fun for that player. And and maybe that's just a matter of like playing with your players more, getting a feel for what excites them and brings them to the You also could have worked it out. Like you could have been like, hey, let's let's chat this out. Are there other like ancestries that you would be cool with? Or, oh, maybe you're brought back and maybe you're undead because... Uh, yes. The wording of it is is you yeah. pop back up, so you're yourself, but now you've got some kind of like zombie esque elements or like vampire esque elements or something like that. Yeah. I feel like yeah, there's you ways, got a curse. There's ways to work with your players. Like I, I I think maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction to just you know flip the t- like take oh, the yeah, genie up on the wishes uh-huh. and then be very mad about the consequences. But yeah. it is like 
I don't know. The game is supposed to be fun. So if you see that your players are getting in too deep, you do kind of have to, Yeah. I don't know, figure out yeah. a way to run the game where people yeah. are having fun. And also the point that like they had two weeks to think of these wishes, I do think looking at the wording. They're not great. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Because two and three were had, were had they had oh, to make them up yeah. on the fly, right? Yeah, those were conditional wishes. So you, I think wishes, you gave yeah. them two weeks to think up wishes and they and were probably- they undo. Yeah. And they probably didn't even get to use two of them. Mm-hmm. So there was probably uh-huh. a little feeling of like, well, why did you give me this homework? Yeah. <laughs> Wish two, I think, was also a little bit I, I don't I don't cooked. know that yeah, that was you might have lost Wish them. Wish was on cooked. That. I think I think Wish One and Wish Three, I think, were fair terms yeah. of uh, the monkey paw of how they wished for it. I think number yeah. two was kind of a cop out. It was kind of just a screw you. I think so too. I feel like the the wording wasn't so so badly written. And you're right also that like two weeks they only said that first wish. The other ones they had to think of in that session. They, yeah. So they were probably mm-hmm. sitting on a fun wish that they wanted to try out and see what it was. I guess I'm trying to figure out where exactly the fault lies here because like did the DM double down, put their foot down and say like, no, that's just how it is. Like you fell for my genie trap and then the player got mad at that because the player seemed like they overreacted a lot I by like so. storming out. Yeah. Was your dog humping this player at the time? Because I feel like adding insult to injury that would be enough to make me leave. Yeah, maybe they if, wanted to if leave. If the room anyway. is full of noxious canine farts, then maybe everyone's <laughs> on edge. I'm definitely a little bit of two minds on this and that. Like on the one hand, you kind of warned them that the genie was going to screw them over. Yeah. So uh-huh. it is yeah, kind totally. of like you, you told them what was going to happen, but then it's just like, how are they not going to do that? Like you know they're going to draw from the deck of many things. So why put the deck of many things in your game if yeah. if uh, it's going to make everybody sad? You know what I mean? Yeah. And if the question <laughs> ended with like, and and my player was upset and went home and they were sad. We'd be like, a hundred percent, I side with the player. But the player just up and quitting seems like a very severe reaction. Uh I think what happened is because you said two out of the three people were enjoying it. And then the one person whose who's the one character got totally changed Mm. uh, was the one who was upset. And so I think it was, you know, I think it was just you had to kind of read the room. Yeah, I think we're also we're we're kind of like joking around about it being like they flipped the table or something. It's just like they just got mad. They got mad. and They stopped (laughs) playing, which is, you know, I don't know if if people are doing something to your character that you don't want them to do like when there are other I I get it it's like if somebody's character dies or something because they go fight a Tarrasque by themselves or something it's just like just because it makes them mad should you not have the Tarrasque kill them right you should probably still have the Tarrasque kill them but when it's something when it's up for interpretation like this or something it's just like Mm -hmm. I know it's not by the book exactly but I do think that as the DM you're kind of you're the host of the game and you should try to make sure yeah. people are having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are definitely like, you know, you could sit there and and be like, "Oh, I will let you roll with advantage for the Yeah, I was going to say that that would like be a that. good solution so that they can at least they can pick, pick or which something they, like which that. Species they and I get I get that that's homebrew, but yeah. I'm I don't but know. But no, no, Murph, yeah. you you've settled on something nice which is like as the DM, you are the host, and like literally, sometimes you are hosting. You are preparing these delicious mental deviled eggs for your mm-hmm. players to feast upon in but their minds. Some people are allergic to <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. It is also. I, I mean, it, you guys are sitting there at a table where it's just like three of you are laughing at one person. All of the wishes only fuck over <laughs> one person. Just yeah. like they went back it in time. Now they're dead. Now they're playing somebody that they don't want to play. It's just like, okay. There was too much seasoning on the eggs, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You have to <laughs> oh, give somebody just a hard-boiled egg and let them season it themselves. There's no reason to devil an egg. It sounds like it would be a fun session to me, but I have sympathy that maybe it wouldn't be a fun session to, yeah. to everyone. It's such a read-the-room situation. Yeah, Read-the-room does sound like a like second-level wizard spell, by the way. Ha! <laughs> Yeah, it would be like detect thoughts, but yeah. for like more emotions or the something. The vibe. Yeah. I get <laughs> I get how you found yourself in this situation, but I do think that, yeah, in these sort of nebulous situations where you are ruling on the fly how to respond to these things, uh-huh. you should keep people's fun in mind. Unlike yes. something like, oh, okay. I go fight I go fight a vampire lord and I'm level one. Like, I'm going to run up to Strahd's house. So if that dude dies, that's okay. You so know? who are we sentencing? I think we sentenced the uh, DM here, right? The DM. Yeah, I think it's yeah. got to be the DM. But I feel like it's got to be a light punishment, and I yeah. think I've got something perfect for this. Gorgeous. Um, if it was a bad punishment, I'd say we put them in full Grinch makeup, Jim Carrey style. But that's like eight hours in the makeup chair. That's too much. Oh. We're just going to give them like a little Who makeup that they have to wear oh. for the next session. Or they could cool. also dress like that guy, Schnickerdoodle. <laughs> 
Belshtim. Oh, Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. Okay. What about so it so it, it's a who from yeah. Whoville, but who dressed as dressed Dwight, Dwight Schrute. Yeah. Dressed Dwight as Belshtim. Yes. Dwight yeah. Hoot. Dwight. Yes. Dwight Hoot. I I feel like okay. So Dwight's the one with the glasses, yeah. and he wears like yeah. his pants really high or something. Uh, sure. Maybe I don't know that he all does correct. Yes, but that sounds correct. <laughs> okay. He sits next to Jim. Dressing as a who from Whoville, ask someone else, ask someone else. I think you could convey all three levels of costume. You could convey. So. You could do Dwight as a who for sure. So that is your mission: is to DM the next session as. You need to you need to apologize to this player. And be like, I've, I've got something special for you. <laughs> Come over, you won't be disappointed. Okay, I'm gonna make it up to you. Just your dogs barking and like going nuts. Your face looks like a who. You wear the little glasses of the man. The, mm-hmm. the high the little glasses the of little the glasses of the man but then you also put on i'm assuming that bell schnoodle has like a, a bell hat or something yeah. yeah he's got he's got like a big fur hat it looks like okay oh wow so does dwight <laughs> you really could do this you could do this and and now you have to this could work right you could do this and you have to do this so 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 shrewded you can do this you have to do this so shrewded Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Rocket Money. Look, we're living in streaming subscription chaos, and that means that anytime I want to watch one TV show, I have to sign up for a whole network and remember to cancel it, which I don't. That's where Rocket Money comes in. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It shows you all your subscriptions in one place, and if you see something you don't like, you can cancel it with a few taps. They'll also show you this month's spending compared to last and create a custom budget to keep your spending on track. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That's rocketmoney.com slash p-a-w-p-a-w, rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, my favorite spring cleaning takeaway is that post-clean clarity that you get. Wow, how have I been living like this, you may ask yourself. Well, it's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Wow, how have you been affording that? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for just $15 a month. So say bye-bye to those overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your your phone number along with all of your existing contacts. So ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That is mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com dot com slash pawpaw forty five dollars upfront payment required equivalent to fifteen dollars a month new customers on first three month plan only speed slower above forty gigabytes on unlimited plan additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details our next case comes from michael i wonder if it's michael scott you really never know oh you never know <laughs> you never do the original character <laughs> Yeah, it could be coming could from Michael be. Scott. We don't know. There's no, there's no last name. There's no rules that say that Michael Scott can't be real. Michael yeah. Scott playing D and D though, that'd be a good episode of The Office that I would watch on NBC. <laughs> they never did that. I don't never think did so. that one. No. no. If huh. it were still on now, they absolutely would. Okay. Uh, okay. Michael maybe Scott writes <laughs> to the to the noble justices and their little pig boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Possibly my favorite insult today. That's so funny. <laughs> so simple and to the point. 
My little piggy boy, rum-pa-pum-pum. <laughs> I've been part of an ongoing game for a few years now. Early in the campaign, our party was playing through a corrupt company town arc with the help of a DM mm. PC that was described as looking and sounding identical to The Rock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. After bashing through the town's second in command, I asked my DM if I could check some of the bodies for loot. I was playing a tome lock and looking for scrolls for rituals. Cool. Cool. The DM said I could ask The Rock if it was okay and then proceeded <laughs> to run a scene where The Rock told my character I couldn't disrespect the dead in his town by searching bodies regardless of if if those people were good or not when they were alive. <laughs> the rock thing so far right now is not really helping me understand the concept. Uh, right. Also, it's just yeah. like, there were somebody died and you were saying you wanted to loot them and then they said, you need to go ask the rock first. Do you? <laughs> Do you though? The rock is in charge in this. Town. Yeah, you could say you could consider asking the rock, yeah. but you don't right. have to. You might want to run it by. Okay. Yeah. Is the rock shirtless and like flexing his pecs while he's delivering this He's model. definitely That's wearing one of those cool tank tops that are barely on. Fuck yeah, okay. Y you all know what I'm talking about. The one where the pecs <laughs> come served. out. Yeah, and you the see ones nipples. that are like so, yeah. so yeah. in the middle. Like spaghetti so strap at the top. It's so torn. Yeah. A V so deep it's a U. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that The Rock was on death's door after the prior fight, I asked the DM if I could in intimidate The Rock to stand down so that I could loot. He wow. said yes but that it would need to be a high roll to be successful. Okay. I proceeded to crit. Mm, Instead oh of The Rock standing down, the DM narrated that The Rock charged my character and gave me the <laughs> choice to either get out of his sight or roll initiative to fight. My party, who hadn't been closely following this encounter, turned in. <laughs> the rest of the party's just like, yeah, I don't know, this is some wrestling stuff, I guess. Yeah. And then they look and... Oh shit, The Rock's gonna kill someone? What's going on? They turned in at this moment and all demanded to know why I was trying to fight The Rock, our only ally in this town. Why is your table not paying attention? As a result, my character spent the next few scenes hiding in the forest nearby. When I asked the DM about the intimidation check after the game, he explained that the role was successful, but that fight or flight still exists. And when The Rock is scared, he fights. <laughs> true. This is true. This is true. I argued that defeats the purpose of an intimidation check. And Correct. the yeah, DM saying yeah, I could done. pass the check with a high roll was misleading. If truly intimidating The Rock wasn't possible, the DC should have just been higher. Yeah. Justices, yeah. was I was I wronged by the people's champ, or should I have simply accepted that The Rock was cooking? I humbly await your judgment. I think for legal reasons, we need to make clear you weren't wronged by the people's champ, right. unless no. he was also your DM. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. I do think you were crazy for trying to stand up to The Rock, but I do think that the fact that your DM said it was Mer possible... You're your pro wrestling love is warping you. You need to recuse yourself from this one. I this is such a clear example I, I that you would be like, that's yes. insane. And you just started it off by I'm being just, like, I'm just saying, I don't know how you can try to, to stand up to the rock. This seems crazy to me. You got to think of the DM as like the commentator at this moment. And they said, this is going to be an insanely high check because the rock is so charismatic. Right. So they knew going in that it was going to be tricky and they passed it. They went for I it. I will say, and when the rock is a heel, the rock, would sometimes be cowardly. So The Rock oh. would, you know, <laughs> run away and stuff like that, send other people in to do his fights for him. So yeah. interesting. Wow. It kind of depends on which The Rock we're getting here. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> My feeling is that you were totally wronged. This sounds crazy, but yeah. I'm yeah. also really laughing at the fact that you're <laughs> Table was checked out. Yeah, yeah. Check out. They're like, hey, dude, what are you doing? There's a bunch of red flags here. I There's feel like the why fact is, that yeah. your table was checked out, then came back in to get mad at you isn't fair. Yeah, yeah. That's kind that of you strange. had to hide in the forest for several <laughs> rounds. And the the fact that you were trying to loot something, and then the DM said you should check with the rock. <laughs> why? You the rock yeah. doesn't have to know. Why? Yeah, that is not the point of a DMPC. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, uh, you're not doing this how I want hey, you, you to should, do it. Hey, right. you should ask Balnor if this is okay. It's why? also yeah. a crit robbery. <laughs> yeah. Because the fact that like the rock was on mm. death's door. So also like mm -hmm. you can absolutely wrap your head around the fact that someone who is normally a brick wall you couldn't get through in a completely weakened state would be like, I I need to 
do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Just get <laughs> right. out of my town afterwards. Yeah, that's true. There's, yeah, there's a way that you yeah. can play the rock, like intimidated, but not showing it. Like, I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. Uh, yeah. His, his pecs start quivering because he's so flustered. <laughs> right. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it if you have no honor. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but just being like, yeah, and try to intimidate him. Uh, no, I'm going to charge he attacks you. you. He's intimidated and therefore, I mean, I, hypothetically you could say someone could be intimidated and then fight it, it, you. It, it, just, yeah. it just is kind of antithetical to the intention right. of right. Uh-huh. the rules. This is, it's true of Dwayne Johnson, but not of D&D. So yeah. I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is the real issue. <laughs> that, when, that when The Rock is intimidated, he fights, which right. is a you, great quote. I feel like, like that's such a weird thing that I feel like it, I could see it in like a, this creature, if someone tries to intimidate it and they succeed, gets a free melee attack or so. Like I could see it being in some creature's weird stat block because I it's think unexpected. The fact that the DM said it was possible. You could if, say it's impossible, true. Right, you could yeah. just say you can't intimidate the rock if you're just gonna be fully silly. Or you could say like, it's a DC 40 and you can't get that even with a crit or something yeah. like that. Once the DM laid out that it was possible, they they wronged you. If you wanted to do like what M was saying and have like, you know, like, oh, you intimidate this bear or something like that and it's going to take a swipe. I think even as the DM, you'd kind of be like, this bear looks like it's going into like fight or flight mode, so it might still attack even if you try to like mess with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think you can kind of... <laughs> wink, wink, let your players know what's going on. That's so it, funny that you had to hide in the forest for days. Well, the Did rock you have to then you. watch your party interact <laughs> with the rock and then just cut back to you every once in a while and do a survival check to find out yeah. if you foraged enough mushrooms to survive yeah. another day. The rock is like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should loot these bodies after all. Why not? <laughs> Everybody else splits the scrolls. What? They're having such a good time with the rock. <gasps> <laughs> he's replaced you in every way. He's he's actually taking levels in your class now. Everyone's just having a great time. I think the, the way, rock becomes a tome lock. I think the way you play the rock intimidated is you have the rock respect you. Whoa. The rock sees you as kind of an equal. Oh, that's his. Merv's brain is working overtime trying I know. to make this work. The trying fact to that it's out the, the rock, rock has completely derailed Merv's ability to think of this as D and D and not as this NPC is actually the rock <laughs> i think but, i think murph's onto something though like i could see the rock like putting down his tiny little sunglasses that he used to wear mm-hmm. and he'd be like i don't understand why you're doing this but you must have a goddamn good reason yeah and he just turns his back i think we've come away. up with a bunch of good ways i think the dm was just wrong yeah the dm was for yeah sure wrong. The, the dm just didn't want you to loot for whatever reason yeah yeah i think the dm is unfortunately acting a little bit like a jabroni in this situation <laughs> that's definitely true oh that's cool well, they could they could just wear like a Outfit covered in the word jabroni. <laughs> or they'll they dress up like Dwight Schrute as a who, but every time someone asks what they're wearing, you say I'm a jabroni. Right, and you we have to get the Brahma bull tattoo. So you're Dwight as a who, but you have the oh rock's you tattoos. have the tattoo that the rock got removed. I think it's it's still it's right there in front of us. Dwight the Schrute Johnson. Oh. <laughs> Oh, interesting, Dwight. That's that. I for, I totally forgot they shared a name. Oh wait, no, they, <laughs> they don't. It's Dwayne. No, it just it, it made me forget the Rock's name. I, it's so close to almost being good, but it is unfortunately bad. Yeah, I Never love mind. just swimming in a sea of all of your guys' references and not knowing what's real and what's yeah. not. <laughs> Dwight the Shrewd Johnson. Dwight, yeah, makes sense. It was so it was so bad that it made me think it was good. How dare you? That's my charm. That's my spell, Jake. You mystified me. I was stupefied for a second. Dwight, the, I think it's really good. Actually, I'm hearing it in my head. Yeah, a lot. it sounds good. I think it sounds really good. Okay, we're back in. So, do you think maybe that like they have to replace uh, the Rock with Dwight the Shrewd Johnson in their campaign? Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. and right, well, and also dresses him. And when and people say, yeah. "Are you dressed as Dwight Shrewd?" You have to say, "I'm a jabroni. I'm being a jabroni." But all of them are the who's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dressed uh, yeah. as shrewds. Who's dressed as shrewds with a Brahma right. bowl tattoo? Who's a shrewds? Who's tall? Who's Uh, All right, cool. So ordered. 
Can I say so ordered? So ordered, so ordered. We figured <laughs> Did we it out. sufficiently punish them? All right, great. That's for sure. Uh, and with that, why don't we step into church to really get into that holiday spirit, everybody? Wow. We'll go and visit Dice Christ. Then we'll. <laughs> yeah. Let's cleanse ourselves of our Grinchly ways, yes. This confession uh, comes from Verdugo. I mm. confess to the court that I believe I may have committed a grave sin against Dice <gasps> Christ. I'm a fairly new DM, and my players recently fought a Medusa. They defeated her, but not before three of them became petrified by her gaze. Mm. They were only level five and couldn't cast Greater Restoration yet, but I had given them a spell scroll beforehand so they were able to restore one person. However, that still left two people permanently petrified. Mm. Those two players laughed it off and quickly rolled up new characters in the next session, but I realized something afterwards. When you have to make the saving throw against the Medusa's gaze, you can instead choose to look away in exchange for disadvantage on your next attack. In the heat of the battle, I had forgotten to give my players this option, and the two Uh... players may have never been petrified if they had had the choice to look away. I told my players about my mistake, and they seemed to be okay with it, but I still feel bad. Can I ever be absolved of accidentally killing off two of my PCs? I humbly await the judgment of Dice Christ. I feel like you're being so hard on yourself. A lot of DMing is like, holy shit, there were three paragraphs to read, and I forgot one sentence. (laughs) But it's also the players would need to ask that. Yes. Like you could tell them yes, that if yes, you're being yes. a nice DM, but that's the sort of thing where like if a player's oh. like, is there any way I can avoid this? Roll me an insight check, something like that. I, yeah. A hard SDM could do that and it would be fair. I do think that, yeah. yeah, you are not, you don't have to tell people like a monster stats or like the trick to beat them or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But if a player asks and it is on the sheet and it says like you can do an attack with disadvantage, then I mm-hmm. do think you have to tell them. But if the players didn't ask, I don't I don't think you've right. done anything wrong. If you forget something yeah. on your monster sheet, that's just homebrew. Like you just homebrew <laughs> your <laughs> own <laughs> You have a super strong Medusa. Who doesn't get to Mistakes do that? Mistakes <laughs> are just homebrews that haven't been playtested. Wow, put that in a cross-stitch. Put it on that's a shirt. That's gorgeous. Place it, place it next to your stockings, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I also think in general, like you really can't you I feel like as a DM, you are gonna just make mistakes and you can't be uh-huh. like feeling yeah. I mean, I understand it had like really, really great consequences for the campaign, but like mm-hmm. you, you know. I know we had in a home game somebody was frozen by a I forget if I guess it was like a basilisk. It was a basilisk. Yeah, it was a basilisk. Ooh. And then part of the adventure was then we were taking us that- carrying around nuggets frozen uh petrified bodies. Yeah, we were carrying See, so carrying fun. around somebody's yeah. petrified body, which was fun. And yeah. it's just like you yeah. can save them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It's also it's like very fun for the player because they'll get to roll a new character yeah. and then you just get to be like constantly looking back at like birds shitting on the statue of your old character. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of goofs. There's a lot of goofs baked into that premise. It was this it bad was boy can hold a lot of goofs. You're yeah. not guaranteed at all. Like I don't think I would have taken that deal you know attack with this advantage I, I, think, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say I think I'm like no I'm gonna I'm gonna try to save and I want to attack and kill the Medusa because that's the point of the mission you know yeah mm-hmm. that is fair that they might they might have just been like no I'm gonna do it and fail right. anyways <laughs> and, well yeah because then they, they attack with this advantage and they don't hit and then the Medusa kills them another way that's like true. you could have had a TPK if, if it had gone differently it's just yeah. a sliding doors moment you never you'll never wow. ever know but wow. your players were happy and they laughed. And, and Dice, Dice Christ <laughs> works in mysterious ways. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And now that could be like a fun little uh, team building session for your players is they all get to paint the statue now. So it looks a little more like the person was. Or you can like make it different colors. You could kind of do like a uh, Color Me Mine pottery studio, but for right. the petrified players. And you could paint that statue as... A who? Dwight Schrute as, as, a, who. as a, who a who with the rocks tattoos. <laughs> I personally like it the most when it's a who dressed as a character from TV rather than a character from TV dressed as, as a who. who. Okay, a who. it's got to be a who is the base. <laughs> yeah, who's going to be the base? Okay, start with a who. We're all going go from there. <laughs> you have to be a. It's it's a who based. A who yeah. dressed as the Rock in that a iconic who. outfit, but they <laughs> in have that a iconic face. outfit. Which one? The one where he's wearing a turtleneck. Oh, oh wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. That one's pretty good. I do that. That is iconic. He just has mm, with that like little mousy face that the Who's have, yeah. and then maybe like a big tall hat, and he's playing like a buzz wuzzer or a scum trumpet, one of the many popular Who instruments. Great, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. 
and he's sitting next to Jim from the office because I think at that point it's the only way you would know that it's yeah. Dwight. <laughs> or he could have the, his the the uh, the guy's little glasses. Right. The man's little glasses. <laughs> the man's little glasses. And the high pants. Glasses. And the high pants, of course. <laughs> Jim, did you steal my little glasses? That's just a quote from the office. That just I imagining sending that picture to the rock and the rock with his very positive online voice having to respond to you just being like hey bud no this is this is the rising grind lifestyle yeah. <laughs> great work with the costume that's awesome keep it up man keep it up keep up whatever you're doing creativity works in a lot of ways and i can see that you're very very driven I dressed as my three favorite people, a random move from Whoville, Dwight Schrute, and you. (laughs) Next Halloween is all about layered costumes. You just see veins popping in the rock's head as he tries to figure out a way to be nice to you. Okay. Anyway, sir, can I have a DVD or not? (laughs) We never figured out, because like trick or treat, it's like you get the trick or the treat. There's two options. What is the other option in the DVD? It's just DVD. Uh, DVD. It's just DVD. Yeah. DVD. It's just DVD. Yeah, well, yeah cuz being honest, you're, like trick isn't really an option in trick or treat. Yeah. Right. You it can throw true. eggs at someone's house. It's always an <laughs> yeah, option. Yeah, but you usually also got candy. That's true. Yeah, you come back and do the eggs after you get the candy. I never ever rang a doorbell and the person's like, I have no candy, but you can try to fool me in some way. Good luck, you little shit. How about DV tree? And you can either plant a tree or get a DVD. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Thank you all so much for listening to Dungeon Court. Fuck, I, I shrewded it again. You absolutely shrewded it. You shrewed, you shrewed the bed. Uh, you can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Uh, we'll be having more bonus cases over there, so check that out. In the meantime, does anyone have anything they'd like to plug? If you want to hear further gold like you've heard already, you can come hear this amazing, amazing comedy in uh, D.C., uh, in January, yeah. January 18th, we will be yeah. doing a live Dungeon Court in Washington, D.C. And we'll be going to Boston the very next night uh, for an actual play. So check out tickets to those shows at nadpod.com slash live. That is right. Um, and if you want to add one more layer to your weird costume that is a Who from Whoville, <laughs> Dwight Schrute, and also The Rock, oh uh, if you want to be someone from Duck Team as well, you can go to shop.nadpod.com and get our new Duck Team track jacket. Yeah. It just launched. I've been wearing it around the house. It's really, really oh, cozy. Yeah. It's awesome. It's way too big for me. I'm swimming in it. It feels good. <laughs> She's absolutely swimming. So yeah, you can dress as a who and duck team at the same time. That would be <laughs> amazing. amazing. The dream. The dream of every little girl and boy. <laughs> uh, yes, get those tickets at nadpod.com slash live. And you can follow us on social media that we may or may not use at me, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Demily, and at Jake Hurwitz's Jake. And you can tweet about the show using hashtag nadpod. That's N A D D P O D. We, we are, we are. The truth of a nation. We are, we are. The truth of a nation. Dungeon, 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 dungeon. Dungeon, 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 It's the end of the show, everyone, and you know what that means. It's time to shout out our benevolent council of elders, starting with Brad D. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Hugh C., Later Mixgator, Matt M., Cutter W., Feared Al, Jeff C., Daniel G., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Beard Man Dan, Danny P., Vincent W., Victor T., Balnor's Boy, Hoid's a friend, Justin I, Danny Danster, TJM, Trelay the Crayfe, Christopher B, Daniel R, Jordan L, Cyborg version of Josh the Kobold, 
The guy who gave Caldwell a Flintstones graphic novel in Milwaukee wishing you all a happy Thanksgiving and Merry Crittermas. Princess Yar, Jory S, Jack L, Nicholas C, star of every film ever made in Bohemia, now back in action after Union victory. Whoop. Samuel B, Mike H, Elke Schmelzer Plus, Great Value Jamal, Adam G, Tyler F. Nebadger, Panama James, Heradrian, Raxthanil the White, Diana De Los Lopez, Cece Lulu, Equipajo, the Rabbit Fox Detective, Reiko, Tucker's wife, Lynn M. Calder comes cold. Hashtag CCC forever stay frosty, fairy followers. Taylor B., the vengeful one-winged angel. Cass, skateboard Cass. Stephen C.'s Stephen on the C's C. <laughs> Mike K., Lady Taco, shout out to Uncle P.P. Jake L., swashbuckling swag snagger. William W., Big Bad Beardo the Mad, Ananorama, Percival Frederick Stein van Musselklazowski de Rollo III, Magdalene the Mad, Item the Simple Dimples, J. Dragonborn, Vincent the Whimple Warlord D, The Sandrian, Ben A., Dave H., Catherine S., David K., Christian S., Ryan D., Dustin S., Danny F., Hawkeye Pierce, Bookfire's assistant Izzy F., DPC is awesome, shown the shade tree mechanic of Selbuldar, Summer Rose Grantaire, Cat C., Mesa of Housen Tunza, Ariel the Occasional Mermaid, Selena and Velociraptor, B, Perky, always, Pat L, Maxwell J, Lauren H, Nolani, the coffee barista brewing fighter of Limpial, Bohemia, Ryan S, the bone duster, Annie, the fey wild therapist, ball business illustrator, I'm obviously going to request a who dressed as the character from The Office dressed as another character, dressed as The Rock, yes, that's what it is. Or even just a who from who felt dressed in the iconic rock outfit. Okay, who? Carly A, Connor S, Salil, Weed Goku 69, aka Trevor G, that's a great name, Leviathan, BioQuirt 7, Amber Dextrous, Sullivan H, Trub Hup Dropper, Jack H, Crabster Champion of Crowd Scuttling Sideways Towards Tomorrow, Lindsay W, Valen, Carlin C, Emily S, Sauls, Slimy Sp- Bunk. Hashtag release the filthy guppy cut. James G. Everything bagel. The Aladrin who just wants to hang out with his pet badger's stripey. Daddy Master Dandy. Han the Green Teen. Eric B. Marcos. Jordan P. The occasional crit reporter learns the balanced druid. Dakota James P. Frida M. Pagos. Self-proclaimed fake king joined in macabre matrimony. They will never know a lonely day again as long as I draw breath. Tracy P., the Crick Elf Librarian. Maggie S., see you in Chicago. Holly H., Leah, Hunter H., Pixel Stars, Akash T., Andrew, Crick Planeswalker, stuck in Crick's New World. Doofinus! Oh, pardon me, that's Doofinius! <laughs> Cal, just Cal. Russell H., a monk named Dilgo, swim deep through the mountains, face giants, fire and ice, it's if only for beans. <laughs> Keychain, Pentium 2 processor, Lorelei the succubus and Kyra her busty queen. Matt M., your favorite neighborhood yunt and yunkle Andrew and Sid. John Adams, yes, like the president. Meg, the mail carrier of Bohemia. James F., Jimmy A., M4L, 
Austin S. Wayfarer, upon returning to their fey flower shop, found it completely overrun with trolls. What will they do now? Shane C. Barpo Goodbarrel Barbarian. Three awakened gooses. Tari rhymes with Jabari wishing her wonderful husband Ryan a happy first anniversary. Thank you for critting on my heart. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm getting some secondhand crit from how sweet that is. Welshlander, Garrett G, one big curd, Mr. D, Dana the Daisy, Ethan B, Havy the Half-Orc, Renee the Monster Captain, Box Clifton, Olivia, the enchanting bard who is working hard on her audition for the lead singer of the Mounting Crows. Winter Slade, Riley S., Fico, Angry Wheat, Garrett G., Anthony, the raddest of dudes who secured his Carnegie Hall tickets for himself and his lovely partner, Josh, also the finest of dudes, Josh H., Caleb L., Fairy followers are celebrating hashtag CCC I love Sunny. Oh, Cantrip Dumbledore, the bear, onesie, wearing, barbarian, Lexi H. MJ, the BFG, drinking tea by the sea, the very merry whale guy. Rathmodius, OG1 Kenobi, Mama Belle, the silver serpent herself, cannot spell the wizard, Derek D, Tristan the talentless hunk, Leon K, legendary hero of Bohemia from a future campaign, BTA workshop, shenanigans O'Connor, Mios the Great, Alex K, Joshy P, the public enemy, Joshua S, Alexander, Linz W, Angel, La Pamela, the forever vindicated. Yes, we saw you there at D&D court. Okay, Emma S, Red, the reforged, warforged. Executive producer, Dick Wolf, creator of the upcoming series, Law and Order, Bohunia, starring the lead bullywug actor, David Hasselhop. <laughs> a cat napping in a sunbeam, listening to a podcast. Dear God, that is divine. Hard ones, hot Humpkunk. Okay, not as divine. Shelby, Kenna's third favorite Sprite Girl, currently Elder Morning, the split of the Sprite Girls. Damn it, Jerry. It's Jackson R. Official Ned Flanders. Troy D. Blaze, future King of the Pirates. Blake H. Searching for a sweet blue hole with his big bestie, Big Bev. Lloyd, can't seem to figure out when you guys record these. Well, Thursday morning. That's what's happening right now. Papa Sky Days. Mima Sky Days. Oh, it's V. Tommy W. Mike and Lisa sending love to all y'all. Thank you. Haley the Human. Megan N. The Big M. John Fraser the Dicelander. Stephanie of House in Zunza. Jake's Ramen Shop, R.I.P. Melchior the Brave Leonin Warrior, who even cares about the rest of the party. Tracy P. Cardish, Benjamin A. Sacrificial Otaku, pen name for Callie's cousin who discovered anime and is trying to spread it all over the world of Bohemia. Jiggy M. Mickle A. Angie A. Josh H. Sir Reginald P. Funkmeyer Jr. Esquire, Ph.D. Froki, the two crew blew through. Jacob K. Maple, the shy bookworm. Spelled with W-Y-R-M, which is pleasing to look at. Ashley, Seth E. Billy Baston, Sock Monkey Bob. And finally... Edelweiss, the charismatic arcane trickster jackal, the angle dust of the party, so he'll suck your D. Wow, what a one to end on. And with that, I mean, I'm going to throw out a little preemptive happy holidays because I'm in the, I'm feeling the holidays cheer. Um, but thank you all so much. We love you. You are the twinkle in the lights of our holidays. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Goodbye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast.